Bel- Belichick's lost a, he's lost a step to I'm me. I'm not going to do I, this. I'm not going to do this. This is an explosion. We are here. Just a couple days until the National Football League regular season kicks off. And this is episode one. This is Anik Squared. My name is Jason Anik, joined by the voice, lead play-by-play of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, my identical twin brother and co-host of Anik Squared, John Anik. What's up, kid? I'm in Las Vegas here at the Waldorf Astoria, getting ready for UFC 279. But of course, we have got NFL things to attend to here. Very excited about Annex Squared. You and I have been trying to do an NFL project, get it off the ground for years. So it's very exciting. Obviously, our mannerisms are similar. We look and sound the same. I mean, your hair goes down to your rear end. I shave mine every three or four days. Um, But I think a lot of people are going to wonder who's the older twin here. It's me by three minutes. Certainly wasn't going to lose the first race of my life. We get out of the womb, want to know. I'd been in there for 10 months. Time to get out want to know to begin the life. I am three minutes older, but I'm very excited to do this with you. And, you know, I follow one account on Instagram. It's NFL memes underscore IG. And you may have seen this in my story, but they posted something at the beginning of the week and it said something to the effect of, well, this is the last week until I let a professional football team control my mood for the next four months. And for a lot of us, even for me at 44 years of age, to whatever degree of embarrassment, the New England Patriots as my home team will effectively control my mood for the next four months. It's unbelievable to hear you say that. And as a broadcaster, I know in your career, you've become less of a fan of Boston sports teams. And just to let our audience know, if you don't know, we are from Boston um, and bleed those four teams, Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots. But John, as his broadcasting career has gone along, you know, at times has just sort of been a little more neutral as can happen. Right. Anyway, so I'm happy to hear you talk about the Patriots. We'll get there later in the show. Um, Well, the Boston Bruins fan in me, right? Growing up a hockey fan in Boston. I never would have had a soft spot for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I grew up detesting that franchise. Now the producer of Annex Square, Zach Phillips, diehard Maple Leafs fan. I'd love to see that team break through for him, just not at the expense of the bees. But yes, I have softened a little bit as a sports fan as I've gotten older. But, you know, a lot of people, when you tell them you're from Boston in 2022, immediately they they say, oh, Patriots fan or all Red Sox fan. And it's like, bro. We, grew, we were born in the 1970s in Massachusetts. Rest assured, we lived a quarter century of pain. Like my record as a Patriots fan at Gillette Stadium, at Foxborough Stadium, probably 50 games below 500. You know, Dan Marino beats us 41 to 6. My fucking grandfather makes us listen to the entire postgame show in the parking lot in Foxborough the whole way home. So we put in our time. So I feel like we can exhale a little bit uh, and celebrate those championships. But I think it's going to be a long year for you, Pats. Oh, no question about it. I don't even want to go there yet. Um, So anyway, the show Annex Squared, if you're wondering, yeah, to the second fucking power. Okay, this show is centered around the National Football League and gambling, two of my favorite things other uh, other than human beings, NFL football and gambling. That's the top of the list for me. So I can't wait to do this. Wait, you like people more than the NFL. That's interesting. Well, you're included. I can't say the same. Yeah, I mean, you're included in the people. So I have to put you above gambling in the NFL and my wife and children and your wife and children and our extended family. But anyway, one thing I will say, we'll get going sort of at each other a little bit. And, and from time to time at family events, right? The extended family doesn't necessarily love the two of us in the room, if you will, right? Yeah. Like, like they'd rather us sort of go in the other room, go at each other, whether it's physically or, or talking, however we do. So we'll try yeah. to, you know, keep it clean here, but um, our banter is going to, is going to get a little aggressive from time to time. Um, but either way, it's centered around the NFL. Um, and so each week we're going to be picking 
five games against the spread, each of us picking five games against the spread, the circa million four pro football contest is sort of where this whole show sort of builds around. We've been entering this contest, I think maybe four or five years now. That sounds about right. It's been longer than that for me. You know, Odd Shark was actually the company that sponsored me to go into the sports contest, the Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest several years ago. Now we have paid for our own entries. And yes, we do the Circus Sports Million Four Pro Football Contest. I'm actually heading over there to Circus Sports to meet our proxy, Maddie, right after we Let's tape Annex Squared today. The question beckons, though, are we going to sign up for just the Circus Sports Million Four Pro Football Contest or are we also going to do the Survivor? Because as I try to come up with a Survivor pick for Annex Squared today, I can't even like come up with one for week one. So I'm not sure I want to go drop a dime and sign up for the survivor contest when I can't even land on a team for week one. That week one, man, I can't wait till we talk about the survivor because it's fascinating. Week one can be tough anyways, but this week I thought was particularly difficult. So we'll get into all that shit later, but we got to get into, we'll we'll get into week one later, but for now with a new season upon us, we got to get into some full season predictions um, and futures. So I got to say about futures and I love talking obviously before the season starts, we fucking love futures, okay? And we don't like playing futures online. We like having that golden ticket in our hand. Yeah. We like going to a Vegas casino. And when I say we, you know, John and I like a lot of the same shit. That's just how it's going to be. Um, but anyway, John is always pretty heavy, if I'm not mistaken, on one future team to win the Super Bowl. A couple of years back, I believe you had Chiefs pretty heavy, seven to one. Um, I sort of know where you're headed this year. But we're going to make some season predictions quickly. Um, we'll get into our action. Y'all can decide if you want to follow or fade. You know, the one other thing I'll say about Annex Squared, right? The play on Square, right? You can be sure John's a little sharper than I am when it comes to sports gambling. However, clean slate with Annex Squared. So we'll see how I perform. You can be sure we'll be keeping track. But we are squares at the end of the day, right? Even though we have been betting on sports since 1996. I mean, we have some sharp tendencies, but I do things as a square daily better that most professional betters or semi-pro betters or handicappers would tell me not to do. You know, my Yankee system when they lose three in a row, you know, sharps would tell you not to get in on a losing streak to ride the winning streak. So I do have certain tendencies as a gambler that lean square. But we did hit 55% on the contest in back-to-back years. We haven't cashed yet. I think this is going to be the year. And just one more thing I'll say before we get into the the season forecast in terms of the hostility between us. Like, I'm holding it back right now. The identical twin bond is a very powerful thing. But it's like, I want to go at this dude 24-7. You know, like we just started. He's already fucking said, um, like 30 times. Now, I got a lot of verbal crutches myself. But it's like, it's hard for me to just not go at you every minute of every second of every day. Yeah, agreed. And we both tend to say, you know, right? Oh, um, that's my and, number and one said, verbal crutch, you know? You know? And I said to you last night, what did I say? Just look at the camera and smile a little bit, right? This guy, all, all business, right? Let me see the I teeth a little bit. Um, my teeth are jagged. If you threw a tomato at my mouth, it would come out in six perfect wedges. So <laughs> I need to start wearing my retainer. All right, I'm going to dive right into the divisions, and we're not going to get into anything too too in-depth in terms of these divisions. We're going to go through each division, and one thing I will say, the stakes on this show, whether it's picking the five games every week or it's these division winners, by next week, we'll have some specific stakes at play, whether it's a tattoo bet that you've been known to leak out there. I know you're not afraid. I know you're itching to get another tattoo. No? I am. Would you shave your head if you lose head-to-head with me? You wouldn't do that. I'd chop a pretty good chunk of it off. All right. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it for another show. We'll have stakes for next week. So, but I'm going to jump right into the uh, AFC West. Um, 
So I'm going to, we'll, we'll go ding and dong. I'm going to start here. So obviously well-documented toughest division in football. Um, I'm going with the Los Angeles chargers. Uh, I have them going 12 and five, uh, even 11 and six might get it done. Um, you know, they got JC Jackson from the Patriots, Khalil Mack, my boy, Kyle Van Noy. Obviously I love Justin Herbert. I'm going to get into this team later. AFC West champions to me in a stack division is the chargers this year. I'm going with the Raiders plus 500, even higher than that in some places. Now, I'm not the only one out there who is bullish on the Las Vegas Raiders, and I am not blind to the fact that there is a lot of depth within this division, certainly not out of the realm of possibility that the Raiders could miss the playoffs entirely. I do like Josh McDaniels. I do like the additions that obviously the Raiders have brought in, Chandler Jones, Devontae Adams. I love the offense. Like, go look at the Raiders' depth chart. They are absolutely loaded on both sides sides of the ball I don't expect it to be easy but I do believe that it'll come down to week 18 or week 17 whatever it is and and I think the Raiders do win the AFC West on that final week and I do have a small ticket on them plus 500 to win the division I'm going to resist the temptation to jump on everything you're saying with each pick, but I will say Josh McDaniels love him as an offensive coordinator uh, as the leader of the group of men I don't know um, but yeah. we'll see he does look a little different um it's fascinating. The Raiders might be the only team I have from that division not making the postseason, but we'll get into but that. Daniel's later. hitting that treadmill like Lane Kiffin yet or not so much. Still a little <laughs> chunky, huh? <laughs> little chunky. All right. A AFC North, please lead us off. Well, Steelers are plus 500, and I think their season win total is hovering around seven and a half over under, you know. I'm not bullish on the Steelers. I'm not taking them at plus 500. I do find it a little interesting that they are the biggest long shot in the AFC North, just given historically how good a franchise they have been. But I'm on the Cincinnati Bengals at plus money to win the AFC North at plus 125. I do expect the Ravens to have a good year. I can't get a great read on the Browns because of Jacoby Brissett for 11 games. But uh, give me the Cincinnati Bengals, your AFC champions from a year ago, at plus 125 to win the AFC North. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, hate talking about health, but Lamar has to be healthy. Uh, J.K. Dobbins should be back as early as week one. Um, the Bengals have definitely improved. I just see a step back there, not for any specific reason. Other than, I hate to say Super Bowl hangover. It sounds cliche. I just see a step back there. For me, yeah. when healthy, Lamar Jackson, to me, is the player I fear the most if I'm an NFL defense. I'm sick the Patriots didn't draft him back in the day. I know. He's the guy for me. Um, and, you know, it's fast. I'll get into the Patriots later, but last year when when he got hurt i mean the patriots were number one in the afc last year at one point but the ravens right before then were really the team to beat baltimore ravens i love them this year i'm gonna keep going afc south you don't mind i'll go first here um to me this division's shit uh in my mind i just i see matt ryan frank reich and the indianapolis colts winning this division um obviously love jonathan taylor in the backfield i think matt ryan's exactly what they need i will say though it, i think this team probably loses in the first round of the postseason i don't see any long run i don't see any great season overall but i do see the colts winning this division you know, there was a time where Ryan Tannehill was a little bit of a savage, and I read something this morning. I forget the handicapper, and I apologize, but he sort of said something to the effect of Ryan Tannehill losing his mojo, and he doesn't seem to, in terms of his body language, be carrying himself with the same confidence that he was a couple of years ago. That being said, you know we both love Mike Vrabel, and we like Derrick Henry. I do like the Tennessee defense. I like their special teams. I like their kicker. Titans plus 150 to me in a slight upset to win the AFC South. I like it. And when I said the division's weak, I am fading Tennessee this year. Just am, you know, one seed eliminated. You know, I just Malik Willis, I think the be behind Ryan Tannehill, I think by the end of the season, he's starting. Um, and next year, yeah. I think they'll be right back where they need to be. The Patriots division, the American football conference East. John, talk to me. 
Well, the Buffalo Bills are minus 325. And although I do expect at the very least the Dolphins and the Jets to be better this year, um, I don't think think this is one of the strongest divisions in football. And I do believe the Buffalo Bills in terms of my preseason power rankings, even if they don't exist, Buffalo Bills are number one. So to me, of all the division winners, this is the easiest one to pick Buffalo Bills minus 325. Yeah, just too good on both sides of the ball. I'm going with the Bills, too. They had the best defensive football last year and they added Von Miller. And apparently he just looks unbelievable. So um, to me, I think the Dolphins are going to be solid. I think this division is weak, though. I mean, the Jets, I think, could be a little better, but I think the Patriots are going to be super weak. So I think it's a piece of cake. Um, all right. So we got our division winners. Um, I, I love it. So nice that we get to pick three wildcard spots, huh? You know what I mean? So used to that format where you got two buys. Now we get one buy uh, in each conference and then you get six teams playing week one, which is just great. So AFC wildcard spots. I'm going to lead us off with my first spot, the Miami Dolphins, new head coach, Mike McDaniel. It's amazing the things you hear about this guy from players and coaches. Everyone's revering yeah, this guy. Yeah. Um, and I, you can be sure I think he beats Belichick week one. Um, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, that combination. Um, I like two a lot more than most people do. Um, running backs, they've added Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostark, Sony Michelle. That's a lot of depth. You got to think there's going to be some nice production out of that trio. Um, defense is going to be aggressive. I just, I, I think they're going to threaten the Bills a little bit. I absolutely think Dolphins punch their ticket to the postseason. That's my first wild card. All right. Well, I can tell you, Sony Michelle is actually now a Charger, even though I'm a UFC announcer. He will was released by the Dolphins, and he is now in the Los Angeles Chargers backfield, Good stuff. which is neither here nor there. Here are my three AFC wild cards. I like the Baltimore Ravens to somehow find a way to get in. I don't fade John Harbaugh a whole lot. I like that team. I love the kicker, as you know, and uh, we both absolutely love Lamar Jackson. So I do think the Ravens find a way to get in. Certainly, I think the Kansas City Chiefs have a great chance to win the AFC West. They have won it six consecutive years, I believe. Wouldn't be surprised to see them win it for a seventh straight year. So I do believe the Chiefs will find a way into the postseason. Uh, and I think the Chargers get in as well. You know, Justin Herbert is absolutely incredible. The film does not lie on that, man. I think the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders all get in out of the AFC West, which means that the Denver Broncos are not getting in, in my humble opinion. And uh, I guess that's just the way it's going to play out for me. But uh, Ravens, Chiefs, and Chargers, to me, the three AFC wildcard entries in 2022. So I also have three teams from the AFC West in the postseason, all everyone except your Vegas Raiders. Um, and I, this division, I just I really do think t 10 and 7, 11 and 6 could absolutely win it. So I have the Broncos and Chiefs rounding out my wild card spots. Now, the Broncos, I'm not necessarily all that high, but apparently this roster is stacked. And then you add a Hall of Fame or Russell Wilson, who I just think does most things as good as anyone. I love the way he moves. I love the ball he throws. Um, so anyway, I, I do think the Broncos will find a way in somehow, some way. I, while I do think the AFC is strong, I think that division, it, it, there's a reason why we're talking about th this division as we are. I also think the Chiefs get in. I think Mahomes wants to shut people up. That will be the team nobody yeah. wants to face. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the Chiefs ultimately punch their ticket. I don't think they win the division. I think the Chargers are going to find a way. Um, but it's anyway, tough. Chiefs, I mean, it's Broncos like if you want to pull out your dick and pick the Raiders to win the AFC West, you got to find a wild card spot for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think most people, sharper square, have Kansas City in the postseason. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, week one's going to be big. Raiders, Chargers. So I have Bengals, Titans, both missing the postseason in the NFL or in the wow. AFC. Excuse me. I'd be very surprised to see Cincinnati not follow up that AFC championship with at the very least a playoff. 
You're crazy. Well, for me, it's like I go back and forth between Russell Wilson's Broncos and the Bengals. And when you look yeah. at the N- and when you look at the NFL schedule, trying to determine strength of schedule before the season begins is almost a, a it's almost a flawed exercise in my opinion. There's yeah. just so much unpredictability. Now there are times where the Patriots schedule has appeared ruthless and end up in cake. The National Football Conference. Uh, you want to start us off in the NFC West, please? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's chalky, but the Rams are minus 130 right now to win the NFC West. I think they're probably going to win the conference. More on that later. San Francisco 49ers can be had in most spots at even money right now to win the NFC West. I am bullish on San Francisco as well. Absolutely love the defense. I am more a Trey Lance supporter than most, but certainly the jury is still out but I like the Rams minus 130 at the short price to win the NFC West. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think San Francisco, Arizona, certainly formidable, but a lot of question marks with those two teams. And the Rams, you know, it's like they signed Allen Robinson, Bobby Wagner, not going to shock me if Odell Beckham Jr. is coming around for the postseason on that roster. So, uh, yeah, I'm going Rams as well. I'm going to move into the NFC North, and I might talk about this football team a little bit today. The Minnesota Vikings are my pick for the NFC North. I am faded. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers this year, just full, full fade. And look, I may be square, um, but I love the Minnesota Vikings. We'll get into it later. Love Dalvin Cook. I think he's going to be healthy this year. You know, he's been so injury prone. Maybe he'll be healthy. Or is Christian McCaffrey going to be healthy this year? Is Dalvin Cook going to be healthy for 15, 16 games? When Dalvin Cook's healthy, this team's super tough to beat. Love the new offensive mind in Kevin O'Connell. Justin Jefferson, probably the best receiver in the league. Defense is underrated. More on this team later, but the Vikings win the NFC North. So as many of you know, Aaron Rodgers was just on the Joe Rogan experience with my broadcast partner, Joe Rogan. So if you think I'm going to come on here and denigrate Aaron Rodgers in any way, shape or form, not going to happen. Packers are going to win the NFC North. I don't know exactly how, but obviously I don't have to tell this audience that Aaron Rodgers has won back to back most valuable player awards. It's got to throw the ball to somebody. I think some of these younger wide receivers are going to emerge. And by the way, backfield pretty darn good with that two headed monster with Dylan and Jones. I think the Packers are loaded on both sides of the ball, and I do think they win the NFC North going away. I think LaFleur may be the best coach in football. Look what he has done, especially in the regular season. I like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to win the NFC North. Well, in week one, Green Bay at Minnesota. I mean, I think that game is real important. I hate saying that week one. I think that's – I, I kind of like big. Minnesota week one, but um, I think the Packers will emerge uh, with that division. I like Minnesota week one. I love it. So the NFC South, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, every time the Buccaneers are brought up or the Patriots, I, I, it's hard for me not to get in my Patriots mode. So I'm just going to let, you know, the viewers out there, and I appreciate everyone tuning in. You can be sure. I'm still super sour that, that Thomas Edward Brady Jr. Uh, is not playing for the New England Patriots. I'm, I'm, it's almost childlike. I, I'm not over it. Um, I think he was the one who was not expendable um, between he and Belichick and Bel- and John. I'm I'm not trying to get you off on a tangent here, but Bel- Belichick's lost a, lost a step to I'm me. I'm not going to do I, this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going right. to have you denigrate Bill Belichick and suggest that he is. I mean, you once like as this show continues, we might have a segment that's like our text messages exposed. But like my grandfather, my late grandfather Howard Grayson, who my son was named after. May he rest in peace. But by the end of his run, our grandfather was senile. You actually use that adjective in a yep. fucking text message to describe Bill Belichick. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here with that. You know, it's patently absurd. You know, Who's- I'm seriously like I'm not going to sit here on Annex Squared. If you want to do a second episode, I'm not going to let you like denigrate Bill in front of this audience. You know, it's absurd. Like I was with Jay Glazer this weekend and he said the preseason is sparring. Okay. You might as well just throw it out. So if you don't want to take it from me, take it from him. Like you're putting all your chips on the preseason, you know, as if like Matt Patricia is the worst coach in NFL history. Ease up on the Belichick better. I'm telling you, ease up on it. 
we'll, we'll have to get into that later. I'm going to just respectfully move on. Um, <laughs> I almost, I almost wanted to get out of my chair right now and like throw my headset down if you want to know the truth, but I, I'll just, well, I don't disagree go. with you that, that he made the wrong call on Tom Brady. Right. But when the Patriots beat the Falcons and won that Super Bowl, 57% of that roster was guys that he had drafted, you know, so it seems to be this narrative that he hasn't drafted well. And certainly recently he has not. But, you know, or they, there were the times Atlanta where Super, they won a Super Atlanta Bowl, Super Bowl that you're, yeah. we're talking about. What yeah. year was that? Yeah, it was a long time. Because all the guys he drafted at that time, he was in his early 60s. Right. It's, yeah. You know, we're, we're talking many years later. Anyway, NFC South Buccaneers, I don't believe in Jameis Winston. Um, you know, I think the Saints might make some like Michael Thomas probably going to be back, but Jameis Winston is not hoisting Lombardi. Um, I just think Brady's competition is lacking. I actually expect a down year from Tampa Bay, and I hate to say that, but their defense is still formidable, formidable enough to win this division, whether it's 11, 11 and 6, whatever it is. I think they find a way. Yeah, I go over 11 and a half wins for Tampa Bay. I think they win 12 wow. games. They're a three to one favorite, minus 300 to win the NFC South. And I do think they will win the division. I like the Atlanta Falcons. Now they're 35 to one to win that division. And you have to look far and wide to find any sharp mind who likes the Falcons going into this season. But I do. I like the head coach. I like the weaponry. I feel like it's a unified team. And I do think the Dirty Birds are going to surprise some people here in 2022. So in what I don't way? expect them. In what way surprise some people? They're, they're like tanking. Dude, how about Kyle Pitts, number eight in your program, number Fine. one in your Haas, Drake <laughs> London they have added, Cordero Patterson. I mean, Marcus Mariota, Mariota, Mariota. UFC announcer doesn't know how to pronounce the surname there, but I'm curious to see what he can do. Obviously, they drafted a quarterback to back him up. I like the play caller, Arthur Smith. I like the home field advantage at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I've been there twice. I yeah, don't know. just like the ATL. I get it. But I'm telling you, I mean, 35 to 1 is a huge price on them to win the division. I am not expecting that they will do that, but I do believe that, uh, that they might beat the Saints in week one. You want to start us out on the NFC East? Yeah, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. Slight dog, minus 105. The Philadelphia Eagles are stacked. I looked at the depth chart this morning. There's no doubt about it. I can understand why a lot of people like Philly to emerge out of the NFC East. But, uh, you know, I really like that Dallas defense. I like their ability to turn you over. And um, I do think Dak Prescott's going to have a big year. I think he's got a lot of points to prove. I will go Dallas to win the NFC East. Fly, Eagles. Fly, baby. So it was interesting. I didn't play the Eagles, and they were plus money a couple months back. Um, I love this team. Addition of A.J. Brown, just exactly what he needs. I really believe in Jalen Hurts as a leader of men. Like, I love that dude in the locker room. I expect him to be great. And Mike McCarthy. I mean, find me a coach that I'm fading more than Mike McCarthy leading huh. your football program with a lot of – I mean, like, yeah, I, they have great defensive talent, whatever, but I just think he's lost a lot of steam – in a different way than Belichick, but it's like, I'm, I'm looking for a guy younger than you and me, Nick Siriano, the Eagles could 41 years old. He's three years younger than me. That's who I'm looking for to run yeah. my football team. You talk about LaFleur being the best coach in the NFL. I'm not looking for Mike McCarthy. I'm fading them. I think he probably, I think he's second, mo second highest odds to get fired uh, of the head football coaches, Mike McCarthy. I think it's going to be a disastrous year for the huh. Dallas Cowboys. I'm going with the Eagles. Um, I'll jump right into the wild cards. You know, um, my first wild card, San Francisco 49ers. I'm not sure I even care who's playing quarterback. Um, I actually, as you know, I am not a big believer in Mac Jones. I hope I'm wrong. I wish Belichick had traded back for Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you, how excited would I be going into this season if it was Jimmy Garoppolo leading the Patriots? You know what I mean? He was a great fit. 
anyway. But I love the defense in San Francisco. I love the weapons on offense. I think if Trey Lance excels, they could win the whole thing. Um, but even if he doesn't, I think Jimmy G's right there. I think they make the postseason. Love Shanahan. San Francisco is my first wild card. Yeah, I got San Francisco going in. I really like that team. Arguably the best defense in the NFL. I also have a wild card spot reserved for the New Orleans Saints. I like Dennis Allen, even though uh, hasn't necessarily proven himself in that head coach role. I've always liked Jameis Winston. I mean, you and I, we just love black quarterbacks. You know, I mean, I certainly love the guys that can move, as I know you do. You know, yep. that's why we're um, a little bit neutral on Mac Jones, uh, if I can <laughs> say that. But I like New Orleans. Obviously, I like the addition. I like the rookie wide receiver. I love the offense. I like the playmakers on defense. And then I did reserve a wild card spot for Arizona. And this is sort of an enigmatic team for me. I do believe in Kyler Murray, but obviously he has been inconsistent, a little bit injury prone. Cliff Kingsbury hasn't won a playoff game. I think this is a really young, talented head coach, but I do kind of have a love-hate relationship with Kingsbury. I've ripped up a lot of tickets over the last two years because of maybe decisions wayward decisions that he has made uh but i just couldn't write arizona out of there so new orleans saints san francisco 49ers and uh the arizona cardinals my three wild card entries out of the nfc you know sometimes as identical twins we tend to think alike a little bit and we didn't disclose anything to one another for any of these picks so it'll be interesting to see when we get into our five how many overlap and how many do not but i also for similar reasons have the arizona cardinals and so that gives both of us three teams from the west i have three teams from the nfc west and afc west making the postseason can't think i'm going to be right at all that but anyway the cardinals i can't can't ignore the skill set of kyler murray they usually start fast hopefully they will and then they get deandre hopkins back week seven um I just think that's a nice shot in the arm. And, you know, if they do punch their ticket, the Super Bowl is in Glendale, Arizona. And the last two teams, oh, wow. to, host, I didn't know the last two teams to host Lombardi both did it on their home turf, Rams and then the Bucks the year before that. So I have the Cardinals. And I do have, even though I'm fading the Green Bay Packers, I do have them making the playoffs because I think Aaron Rodgers is certainly the best yeah. I've seen with my two eyes play that position. I just don't think the locker room's cohesive. Maybe I'm wrong. Um I just, I, I mean, I mean you've been win. in there. You've been in there, so you probably have a pretty good feel. Great just point. Uh, but I think they win 10, 11 games um, and, and do get in. Um, so we did our division picks. We did our wild card picks. This is the shit I can't fucking wait for and excuse my language. So um, we'll get into sort of a couple things that we each have, season wins, maybe futures things. But we're going to get in our AFC, NFC champions, and then our Super Bowl champion. Start us off, please, with the champion of the American Football Conference. Can you first just look to your right so people can see the bun in your hair? Like, how long did it take you to do your hair before the show today? Be honest. Oh, you have product getting, in your well, hair right now? We, we, we shaved up a little in the back. So, but right. it's just so white, man. Like, and my daughters, I have two daughters, five and eight. They want me yeah. to cut it. My daughter said yeah. to me last night, like, like, I was like, I think I'm going to trim it a little bit. My daughter's like, no, everywhere. Like Uncle John. That's what Paris said. Yeah. See? I don't know if it's a midlife crisis. You've always grown out your hair, but. I digress. All right. No, AFC I've always champion. grown up my care. It's not a midlife crisis because I've had you. I've, you got to let it flow. Uriah Faber, you know, you long time UFC fighter, fall gear, don't care. Anyway, yeah. move us on. Who's your champion of the American? Yeah, Football Aaron Rodgers lets it flow. All right. Yeah, exactly. I got the Buffalo Bills coming out of the AFC. I mean, it's about as chalky as it gets. Certainly, I think we can all salivate over an AFC championship game between the Kansas city chiefs and the Buffalo bills. You know, I do think those two teams, it stands to reason could be on a collision course, but uh, you know, the bills were my big play to win the super bowl last year. Obviously I ripped up those tickets. I do like the bills out of the AFC and I like the Rams out of the NFC. I really do. I think ultimately, I think they have a great chance to make the final four. I think they certainly have a great chance to make the postseason. I think they'll get healthier, hopefully, especially at the quarterback position as the season goes along. Um, 
But I don't know, man. You know, Aaron Donald's back for more. I think he's just as motivated. Should have been the Super Bowl MVP. But, uh, I mean, it's as chalky as it gets. Yeah, you know? all, but yeah I, like, I do think the Bills and the Rams are going to meet in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I almost stopped listening when you went Rams-Bills. <laughs> it's just like, oh, all right. But I got to be honest. I'll start with the NFC. As much as I <laughs> gun to my head, I might go Rams here like you. Gun to my head. I'm, I'm going to be interesting. I didn't pick the Rams, but I just – I've loved Sean McVay. I just think that roster um, and just getting there and getting – there's just – I believe that the pressure just doesn't exist. Anyway, but I am going with my NFC champion, the Minnesota Vikings at 13-1. to 1. I – you know, look, the Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year. Some shit's going to happen that maybe we don't predict. So I want to pick them, and I'm going to pick them. Um, I looked at their schedule in great detail. I have them going 12 and 5. They got to get week one, and you think they're going to get week one. The schedule's doable. You get Green Bay at home. You have to get that one, get the train rolling in the right direction. You still get the Lions and Bears twice. Um, but I ultimately think they find a way to win that division. They're going to get a home playoff game, worst case scenario. And I think the NFC is a little funky this year. I just love yeah. the roster. I'm going with the Vikings to win the National Football Conference. The AFC, I almost went with the Baltimore Ravens, but I didn't. I went with the Los Angeles Chargers. To me, that division and its strength, the AFC West, is going to sort of breed the the AFC champion. I think they're going to beat each other up all year, and the teams that get through that are just going to be tested and ready to go. I think the Chargers are ready to take the next step. Um, so interesting, you know, Los Angeles this century, right? You got the Lakers won one, the Dodgers won one, the Rams won last year. Chargers, everyone loves the Chargers, you know, all this new talent, so I think it's the Chargers' time to get it done. So I have Chargers, Vikings, meeting. Uh, I guess I'll take it to my champion, right? Super Bowl champion, the former, formerly San Diego Superchargers, the Los wow. Angeles Chargers. Um, I wow. just think too much all around. You know, you get that top five quarterback in the league who's on a rookie contract. That's a recipe for success. I just think they're stacked. I, I just think it's their time. Um, but the National Football League, as always, just parody, endless parody. I think it's wide open, but I'm going with the San Diego Superchargers. They got to stay healthy. We'll see. Again, I like the team right now that is favored, and that is the Buffalo Bills. And I'll get into a few of my futures here. I have several tickets on the Bills, anywhere from plus 580 to plus 620 to win the Super Bowl. And again, not a great price, but when I am determining what is going to be my Super Bowl future wager, I try to find which team I feel like has the best chance to make the Final Four. Certainly that is Buffalo for me. I love the Bills to win the AFC, plus 280 in some spots. I got it at plus 250. I think that's a ticket that's going to cash so i do believe that uh the buffalo bills will finally break through and get a super bowl under sean mcdermott i do have the rams to win the nfc i got him at plus 480 back on august 26th now plus 450 i also have the raiders to win the afc as a future ticket even though of course i am predicting the buffalo bills to emerge i got the raiders at Plus twenty two fifty back on April twenty fourth. Hundred dollar bet to return twenty two fifty, or as you like to say, hundred dollar bet on the Raiders to win the AFC to pay zero if it doesn't cash. But uh, those are my future tickets. I got a lot of action on the Buffalo Bills and uh, small play on the Raiders to win the AFC. So you know this guy. This guy's a broadcaster. You know, so he's sort of just used to sort of running the show. He gets right into the futures. You know what I mean? Okay, we're going to futures now. We'll get right into it. This guy. I That's what it. my format says. So figured yeah, I would save it. you some time. So you're not going to be surprised to hear from me that I played the Minnesota Vikings at 39 to one on April 29th. What are they um, now? Now, what's up? What are they now? That's 34 to one. All right. 34 to one. But a lot of this is based on fading Aaron Rodgers and looking at who's going to win the divisions. 
Um, and I like Kevin O'Connor. I like getting, a, and I, I like Zimmer, uh, but I like getting a young offensive mind. That's part of my problem with Belichick. And let's throw Matt Patricia and Joe Judge in the ear of, of, of Mac Jones, who just turned 24. What an absolute disaster. Anyway, <laughs> um, so anyway, so I have the Vikings 39 to one. You like that, Kirk Cousins? You like that? 39 to one, Minnesota. You remember that when Kirk Cousins came out of the locker room? Like, you like that? Anyway, I'm fired up about the Minnesota Vikings 39 to one. Clearly, you will Two get the other- Minnesota Vikings logo tattooed on your neck if they don't make the playoffs. Yes or not necessarily? No, I mean, <laughs> but but keep in mind, I like, I mean, 39 to one is 39 to one for a reason. Right, no, of so, course. So, and, and 13 to one to win the conference is 13 to one for a reason. But anyway, I have two other futures that I'd like to just get into. So, Fans are dying to hear these. (laughs) Well, so season wins, right? So I, I love playing season win totals. Unfortunately, not a lot of them jump out at me. I saw a tweet from Randall, the handle, who's a a longtime pro better out in Vegas saying he never plays the overs, only the unders. So I have the Patriots under eight and a half minus one twenty, uh, and this is not an emotional hedge. Uh, you can be sure I'm loading up on the dolphins week one. And that's not an emotional hedge either. I still can't believe that line is three, but Mac Jones, I, li- I like him as a human being. I think he has some leadership ability. I just don't believe his skill set is suited for the NFL as it moves into this era. Um, to me, I think they start 0 and 4. You're at Miami, at Pittsburgh, and I'm somewhat high on Pittsburgh with you. I just think, and then Baltimore at home and at Green Bay, I think you have a great chance to start 0 and 4. Oh, I mean, Be- God. The, the idea that Belichick's defense is sort of going to hold it down. Tom E. Curran, longtime Patriots beat reporter who I love, talks about the Patriots defense being fast. I was I was almost surprised to hear it. Um, but Devontae Parker, your biggest free season acquisition. I've talked about Matt Patricia, Joe Judge in the ear. I'd be I, I see seven and ten, sort of a best case scenario. I love the Patriots under eight and a half wins. And I'll say last season, December 6th. The Patriots beat the Bills. Mac Jones had three pass attempts. They go to nine and four. Mattress Mac, long time, you know, big time gambler, put $2 million on the Patriots. And you know, John, I said back then, they were the most fraudulent nine and four team I'd ever seen. They were the one seed and they proceeded to lose four or five, get stomped by the Bills. Unfortunately, I think that's the team we're dealing with. I hope I'm wrong. I know you can't judge on the on the preseason. I think they, you know, five and 12 wouldn't surprise me with this team. I think it's a, it's going to be a challenge this year. My other future, the Miami Dolphins to make the playoffs plus 150. I love this. It's down to plus 130. I know the conference is deep. I think they can sweep. I think they sweep the Jets, the Patriots. I think they split with the Bills. Um, you know, they start with a tough stretch, but then they have this six, but before their bye week, they have six games in a row. I think they win all six. Uh, they should be favored in all six of those games. So I love the Dolphins to make the playoffs. I don't think they surpass the Bills in the division, but I love them to make the playoffs. Um, anyway. Anything else from you before we get into the contest picks? I don't think the Dolphins are going to sweep the Pats and the Jets, but I guess we shall see. I mean, you love two to such an extent, like chips in the center of the table on two. I guess we'll see how it plays out. But no, I'm ready to go with the survivor picks for week one. All right. So one thing I just wanted to mention to you that I think you'll find funny. So Jason McCourty. Jason McCourty, the twin brother of Devin McCourty, both Patriots, both champions. Devin, obviously, has been with the Patriots forever, a little more high-profile career. Jason has bounced around for a while. So they used to go watch each other's games. And Jason said at one point they were like 0-8 when they go follow each other. And these dudes might be tighter than us. They share a Twitter account, whatever. So Jason McCourty is now a broadcaster. He's on Good Morning Football. And he was just showing one of the pictures of them from at this Arizona Super Bowl, right? Guess what his T-shirt said? All we do is twin. You like that? All we do I, is I twin. do like that. 
Can you imagine anyway. sharing a social media account with your twin brother? It's like, we're not that fucking close. Jesus. Well, and they were on separate teams, but I got a lot, you know, and so then they have to say DMAC or JMAC, you know, after the tweet. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Circa million go. four pro football contest. Let's get right in. So each week on Annex Squared, we're each going to. So we have the this contest that we've been doing. You have to make five picks against the spread each week. You get one point for a correct selection, half a point for each push. So what we've always done is is share a, a five and pick five together. You know, so we give each other our five picks and we're going to do that on the show. So each week we'll pick five games against each other. We'll go head to head against each other. We don't know who the other one picked. We might have a couple overlaps. Um, and then ultimately over the course of this week, we're filming this a couple of days before the season starts. We will select our five to be submit. And that next week, hopefully at the open of the show, it's not tail between our fucking legs, one and four. Hopefully we get off to a good start. We got to get off to a good start. That's the key in this league. Anyway, um, so we're going to go one at a time. My five is we got to do the survivor first, bro. You just right. teased it. I mean, let's go, dude. Come on, episode one. It's the pilot San Francisco 49ers for me. Now, last year, the team that eliminated us in the Survivor, the Cincinnati Bengals playing on the road at the New York Jets. So I vowed to not pick any road teams in the Survivor pool here in 2022. <laughs> and I'm deviating from that in week right one because I couldn't find a great option. I do believe week one is the hardest for the Survivor. I mean, some people would certainly argue against that. But I, I like San Francisco on both sides of the ball. I just think they have too many weapons. I think Justin Fields has improved. But I think Chicago's got a lot of holes, a lot of depth issues. San Francisco is minus seven at Chicago. And I am going to begin my survivor sweepstakes head to head against you with San Francisco in week one. So if we were if you if you're going to enter the survivor. If you make it, if you were going to enter the survivor, right, we'll certainly have to decide between the 49ers and the pick that I was so happy to fucking find on Monday night, the Denver Broncos. Is, is Russell Wilson going to go in and lose to that outfit? I mean, to me, I like that. That's I the, actually like that. That's the one. I mean, is Geno Smith going to beat Russell Wilson on that? I just don't see it. And, you know, when you talk about Atlanta, like I do think some of these teams, I, I hate to use the word tank, but like Seattle's trying to win two, three games this year. Maybe I'm wrong. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf going to say some things about that. But, you know, Geno Smith, Drew Locke, those are your options. I mean, I just is Russell really losing that game? I just, so, so to me, it's the Broncos every day and twice. And with the survivor, I don't really like looking ahead much. Um, I learned from the Bengals last year, but, and, and the Broncos are on the road too. I just, I, you know, I, I, anyway, I love the Broncos. A lot of the people that win survivor pools. And this was told to me by the great Johnny Avello, director of the race and sports book for DraftKings Sportsbook. A lot of the guys who win this thing really are forecasting weeks and weeks ahead and looking at the totality of the season. So perhaps that's why we haven't won it yet. But yeah, uh, they're not I squares. do agree with you because I'm not bullish on the Broncos season long. And I do wish that the league had actually let it marinate a little bit. I'm sure Russell Wilson is like, really? Week one? I got to go back to Seattle. But yeah. I agree with you, man. Like he can't lose to Geno Smith and that outfit in week one. And it seems like I just sold you. Um, so I think you like the Broncos more than you like the 49ers. Um, I can tell. I can yeah. tell. So, and this would be what would happen, right? It's like, so, so if we enter this, we're entering the Broncos, um, period. And yeah, I guess, I you know so. what, to, to your point, though, if you are looking ahead, maybe, you, you know, the Broncos are certainly going to have some home games, you know, that you'd like to use them anyway. I always like the five against the spread more than the survivor anyway. So um, I'm going to start with my first pick, you know, and for me, um, uh, this is the, the lead, my fifth best pick, right? So we'll get into the, the bet I like the most. So this is against the spread. And I got to be honest, week one, I'm kind of more fading bad teams than necessarily picking against teams I like, just to be honest with you. So 
My first pick is the Saints minus five and a half at your Atlanta Falcons, who you think just get turn over the world. You probably have the Falcons week one, but um, I don't love the Saints long term, but Winston is certainly healthy week one. Michael Thomas, I think, is going to play, and I, I just don't believe in this Falcons outfit. I think they're bad on both lines. Um, I just think I think the Saints are going to cause some trouble for the Falcons. I don't necessarily love the number. I just think the saints get to one and Oh, this was a tough one for me. This is my fifth, fifth pick. And as you know, when we make these picks, sometimes there might be when you, you got to submit five, I might only love two or three saints. I don't like any of my picks. I I don't love any of my picks. Thematically, you will see me land on a lot of home underdogs, especially early on in the season. Falcons plus five and a half. Absolutely make the five for me. And they could get absolutely tossed on their head at home. There's no doubt about it. But divisionally, I think they are going to be more competitive than people expect. Uh, And I'll take the five and a half points with the fighting Arthur Smiths in week one as one of my five. And it'll be a challenge for us. Well, not, not really. I mean, and, and for the viewers, I mean, if we're sort of going back and forth, John has a little bit of a sharper mind when it comes to this. So if we decided to go with that game, I might reluctantly go with the Falcons, but most likely this game will not end up in our five. If we're on opposite sides. Anyway, I love it. What's your second one. I got the bills minus two and a half on Thursday night. I'm not sure that this is going to make our five because that means we would have to submit all five of our selections prior to the Thursday night game. Uh, But I'm just looking at the Buffalo Bills to win a football game, and hopefully they don't win by one or two, and they win by the three points. You know, certainly a banner night in L.A., and the Rams are going to be all fired up. But um, even though I try not to read too much into the preseason, I do think that the Buffalo Bills and their depth was certainly evident. And um, I just think the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL, and I think they begin 1-0. I'm trying to to not overthink it. And – Bills to win a football game minus two and a half at the Rams is one of my picks for week one. I'm not going to lie. Pretty good sales pitch there. I like the Rams. I just, you know, raising the banner. I lean home team there. And also the Bills. It's like you're not the only one who's anointed. Like, did they win the Super Bowl that's upcoming in 2023 in Arizona yet? I don't think they have. I just, to me, home team raising the banner, get get that small number. I lean Rams. But you sold me. I It wouldn't shock me for Buffalo to end up in our five reluctantly. As I said, I'm fading bad teams. So my second pick is the Ravens minus seven at the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson hasn't been ruled out. I don't think he plays. I'm a big believer in the Ravens this year. I do expect the Jets to be tough. To me, I don't love a lot of these spreads. I don't necessarily love a a big line on the road, but I think there are going to be some blowouts week one. I think this very well could be one of the, was it Joe Flacco starting? Give me the Ravens minus seven. The pride of the University of Delaware Blue Hens, Joe Flacco. I have the Jets plus seven in Unbelievable. my five. I just, I, yeah. He ain't the winning the contest, thing, bro. Go ahead. No, I know. The Flacco <laughs> thing scares the piss out of me, but I do like the Jets catching a full touchdown at home. Robert Salah, the offensive improvements they've made. I do like the defense, the cornerback they drafted. And uh, I know it's going to take time for this team to gel, uh, but I like the Jets plus seven. At home, so get off to a seven nil start. You're up 14 on the spread. Yeah, I mean, week one's always tough, but the Jets plus seven, believe it or not, cracks my five. Yeah, you love these just home dogs, like thinking you're sharp. And by the way, the, the legendary Randall the Handle, the legend Randall the Handle is a great white North guy. He's a Canadian guy, not a Vegas-based guy for the record. But Yeah, I, and this on the, on the Hammer Network, by the way, it's a lot of Canada, a lot of love for Canada, I would hope, on this program. And there's a lot of love from us for Canada, you can be sure. A lot of, a lot of mixed martial arts fan, fans in Canada, too. The anyway, best. My next selection, my third selection, I'm afraid you're going to be the, uh, the opposite side of this one. Titans minus five and a half hosting the Giants. Um, I'm fading the Giants and Daniel Jones. 
I, I just, I, I like Brian Dable. I like the head coach. I'm not big on the Titans this year. I do think they'll be focused week one after that up, you know, eliminating in the postseason round one last year, or excuse me, by week and then being eliminated. I just like the Titans to win the football game. Don't necessarily love the number here, but I'm trying not to focus as much on the number as I am on who I think is going to have a good performance week one Titans minus five and a half. I will be on the other side, the Giants plus five and a half. Certainly it's a prove it to me year for Daniel Jones who did not have his option picked up. You and I both like Brian Dayball. I think he was overdue to get a head coaching opportunity. I do think he's going to open up that offense. Saquon Barkley's got to be at the height of motivation. But discipline is more important than motivation, you know, and that's sort of a broad stroke at life. You know, you can be motivated as hell, but you've got to be disciplined more than you've got to be motivated. Giants don't crack my top five. They were actually my last pick out. My next selection And I'm going to cover my eyes when I say it, but 49ers minus seven at Chicago. I just, I don't think the bears get to 17 points. And I think San Francisco has a great chance to get to 28 or 30. I am all in on the 49ers this year. And I will somewhat begrudgingly lay the seven with San Francisco at Chicago as my fourth super contest selection. Well, the fact that the 49ers were your survivor pick, I can almost guarantee the 49ers are going to be in the five, even though they weren't in my five. Um, I, you know, Trey Lance rookie just uh, road road with a heavy number to lay, but yeah, I'm fading the bears. So I think that one makes sense. So my fourth selection, which is my second favorite selection, I'm going with the Broncos minus six and a half at the Seahawks. I think, I like you know, it. you, you and I have said at times, like, where's the blowout on the, on the docket find me the blowout. That's the blowout to me. Um, I, I just don't think Seattle has enough. I think the homecoming for Russell Wilson. I think it's a blowout. Um, I like the Broncos. I love it. I love your conviction on the Broncos. That is going to be our survivor entry in week one. If we do decide to take the plunge, you know, part of me just wonders, you got a thousand bucks in your pocket. Do I go, you know, play it on a future, like on the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC, or do I do this survivor pool knowing full well that I'm not going to win it? I don't know. That decision later today. My final pick for the Circa Sports Million Four Pro Football Contest Week 1, Dolphins minus three against New England. Now, we don't have the actual lines yet, right? Those get released on Wednesday. So it does stand to reason that you could get a better or worse price. Now, if I can't get the Jets plus seven in the contest and they're six and a half, maybe that doesn't make my five. But obviously for this show, it's on the record. I like the Dolphins minus three. I think the Patriots are going to be competitive. But, uh, you know, you and I live in South Florida. It's a difficult time to go to South Florida and play. It is hot. It is humid. You and I run outside. It is a different breed. Now, certainly the Patriots as an organization, try to get ahead of these things. They have been in Miami for a long time. Uh, it was two and a half. It's now three. I like the Dolphins minus three in week one against New England. Yeah, I hate to say it. It's my best bet of the week as well. And it's and to no surprise. And don't get me wrong. Like, we're the fucking kings of emotional hedges. We, You can be sure that I made a lot of money on the Golden State Warriors beating the Boston Celtics because ultimately I'm going to – if the Celtics don't win the championship, my bank account's going to get fatter. Uh, you can be sure. But I love the Dolphins here. I actually bought it to one when it was two and a half, so I played the Dolphins minus – Minus one, minus 140. I just don't see them losing this football game. I'm high on them. They're at home. I'm not high on the Patriots. And to me, Vegas is giving the Patriots respect here prior to the season beginning. I think that's going to wane. Belichick's getting respect. Matt, Patricia, Joe Judge. I mean, I think I just think it's Patriots season going to be a nightmare. And I don't think they're going to be getting much more respect in Vegas after week one. Um, Anyway, go ahead. 
I just will say in closing, you really should put your money where your mouth is in terms of how down you are on the New England Patriots, you know, because you're essentially blasting out arguably the greatest coach in professional sports history and not giving him anything resembling the benefit of the doubt going into this football season with a relatively young team. Uh, I'm excited to see what they can do, but I think part of you is like playing both sides of it. Like you're such a Patriots fan. So you feel like if you cut them down to this extent, you know, Maybe somehow, some way they'll surprise you. Uh, but I just think that, uh, you know, in Belichick, I still trust. And I do think he's going to surprise you with how competitive the team is. That's all. Yeah. And Belichick, I don't trust. <clears throat> anyway, um, you know, as this show continues next week, we'll certainly have a lot to digest in week one. And we'll sort of look look ahead to the next week. Um I always find as a gambler that I like to look ahead to week two. I like to look at the first few weeks to see the schedule. I mean, the Buccaneers on Sunday night, for example, right, at Dallas, right? Then they go at New Orleans, and then they got Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes back-to-back weeks at home. So you can be sure Brady, whatever was going on prior to season, he better be ready to go. And I think he will be, but just fascinating. Anyway, I'm going to get us out of here. NFL week one. I can't believe the people on the West Coast get this shit at 10 a.m. It's unbelievable. But everyone, Hammer, Pizzola, Johnny, and our great producer, Zach Phillips, we appreciate you all being with us. We're going to try and get better every week. From the legend, John Anik. My name is Jason Anik. We appreciate you being with us on Anik Squared. We'll see you next Tuesday. Peace.